You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome, 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 friend. I'm TK, your tour guide to the past, and you are listening to For the Love of History, the podcast where we talk about world history, women's history, and weird history. And today is our season finale, and we have our special guest. She is a TikTok star and one of my favorite history people on the internet, Taylor Dreams, and I will let her introduce herself because she can do it better than I can. Taylor, go for it. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, my TikTok page is all about women's history. If you go to it, you can see all sorts of stories from Cleopatra to, uh, let's see, uh, Lady Bird Johnson, one of my most recent videos. So all sorts of women. Um, my handle on there is Taylor Dreams of Bees because I'm also a beekeeper and a what? crazy researcher. That's what? why my handle is like that. So it's not related to history at all. <laughs> I just made <laughs> it up a long time ago. So if you like women's history and you're on TikTok, check me out. You might like it. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a conversation about bees later oh, on because yeah. that is oh, yeah. so interesting. So, I know. It's, this is what I do to take a break from all my research on my <laughs> women's history <laughs> That's but. awesome. So today we have a super interesting person that we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Of course, a women's history person, a lady exactly. who I really want to know more about. And honestly, it's kind of embarrassing that I don't know more about her because I grew up Catholic. Went through the whole first mm-hmm. communion thing. I forgot what it's called when you go and you declare your patron saint. I forgot. I don't know. I don't remember. I Clearly, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore. But my patron saint was Joan of Arc. And that is who we're talking about today. And I do yes. not know a lot about her. And I'm so excited <laughs> about learning more about her today. So yeah, she's one of the women that I've covered that was my first big videos. So she's kind of special to my heart. And this uh, this past May, my family and I went to uh, Paris and we got to visit my mother and I went to the town where she was executed. So I'll talk about <gasps> that in the end. Oh yes, my gosh. It was Perfect. very nice. But first, we all know of Joan of Arc. We know we've heard her name, but how much do we know of her? One of my series on my page is called, Do You Even Know Her? Because it's like, you know of her, but do you really know her? Do so you even how know you her? Know? Exactly. It's not meant to be rude. I'm just a f- silly name I made up. I love but, it. Um, <laughs> how much do you know about Joan of Arc? Just off the top of your head. Off the top of my head, I know that she was really young. Mm-hmm. She fought yeah. for the French, and then the French killed her. Ooh, close. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. It's yeah. Well, the English are the ones that actually executed her. Oh, really? Oh, was, gosh. Yes, but it was in France where okay. it happened. It was in the Rouen. Um, and at first, I'm not French. I don't speak French, so I do try very much, very hard for these words. <laughs> Please don't get mad if they don't sound right. I do really try. I know it's hard, but it's you know you don't speak French. It's like it's never going to be perfect. I, I know. Like, I know. We're very forgiving anyone. on pronunciations here. It's totally fine if we butcher them. I will insert oh. a little Google Translate <laughs> voice in there. <laughs> so don't worry. So Joan was born around the year fourteen twelve. 
And online, you'll see her birthday is January 6th. That's probably not like her real birthday, but it's like her assigned birthday. So okay. that's when, if you want to celebrate her birthday, do it on June or July, I'm sorry, January 6th. She was born in a little town called Domaine, which is, you're looking at the map of France, it's like northeast. Okay. Little bitty town. Her family were peasants. I guess anyone who's not a noble or as part of the clergy is considered a peasant, <laughs> I guess. Right. So her family wasn't super poor. Like they were pretty well off. They weren't, mm-hmm. but they were considered peasants. And she was living during the Hundred Years' War, which actually lasted 116. Oh, okay. It rounded down. And this was a complicated war. I'm not going to go into detail because I'm sure there's other people who can do it better. But basically, oh, no. it was who <laughs> should be in charge of France, right? Okay. And so at the time of her when she was alive, it was like three different groups of people. There were the French king's group, the king of France, his loyalists. You had the English who were coming in saying, actually, we think we should be in charge of France. <laughs> and then you had, the Bur- you had the Burgundians, which were led by the Duke of Burgundy. So it was a civil war between these two French groups and then the English. And then the Burgundians and the English joined forces. So it was like English plus Burgundians against the king of France. Rude. That's kind of a very simple <laughs> scenario about what was going on. And during this time, the king was of France. He was Charles VI. He was the one that thought he was made of glass. Oh, he had some okay. Issues. Yeah. So not a great leader. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what was going on. And, you know, it's been a war for so long. And Joan comes into, uh, she's born around the air. 1412 and around the age of 13 when she had her first vision mm. and she says there were three different saints uh, michael margaret and Catherine. okay and they first told her like hey like go to church listen to your parents be good um they didn't tell her right away to go off and fight for france they first okay. said just like be a good kid you know go to church um and she did that (laughs) and she didn't tell anyone about her vision up there this time Mm. um she couldn't read or write she could spin and sew very well her parent her mother taught her that and she says she was a really good spinner in her testimony so nice um exactly uh and and around the year 14 uh 28 she would have been around 16 when she started kind of on her real mission so her mission okay. from her vision was that she needed to see the dauphin the, the dauphin it's always hard to pronounce that word that's okay the heir to the throne of france it looks like dolphin so it we'll like just dolphin, call him the, the dolphin, dolphin of france the dolphin of france <laughs> charles the seventh so you know baby charles she didn't need to see charles on the throne of france and she needed to break the seeds of orleans which is orleans like New Orleans, the original mm. Orleans, oh. the Orleans. That was her mission from God. And she actually managed to get to this man nearby. There was um, this like noble man kind of nearby named Robert Bojacor. And she got her cousin, like, hey, cousin, help me. I need to see this dude. I need him to get me to the king, the future king. And it worked out. And like this Bojacor man said, um, take her back to her mother so she can hit her. <laughs> <laughs> I do not believe this lady. This child. Uh, exactly. Um, so first, you know, first time got shot down. But she was determined to make this work. Meanwhile, her parents had arranged a marriage <gasps> with her and some unknown boy. We don't know his name. Actually, I'm not sure if he was a boy. I don't know his age. But she said, no, thank you. I do not want to get married. Um, so she broke this 
contract, which was a legally binding contract. So this family sued Jones. Oh, no. Yes. So she went to court. But the judge said that Joan did not enter into this contract. Her father did. She did not give her free will. So she's off the hook. So Joan did not marry the boy. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And after this, she said, I no marriage. Found chastity for me. So she was a maiden. Okay. She was very, this was a very important part of her story that she was a virgin. And she eventually went back to that Bojacore guy. And long story short, she got, people started believing her story, that she was sent from God. Now, what were these visions of hers? People have said that they were hallucinations. You know, it's all sorts of theories for her visions. We don't really know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She believed they're from God. So in her mind, 100% these are from God. So it seems like, because she was like, to me, it seems like she was so believing in these visions that people around her started believing in her very much so. She was getting this crowd. And so her and like six dudes were sent to baby Charles and Shinon. Shinon is where he's from, uh, yeah. where he was living. This is when she starts wearing man, male clothes, okay. which is a important part of her story. Because she can't wear a dress all the time. She has to protect herself from all these men around her, mm. you know. Um, and she was given a sword, too. So she was sent to see baby Charles to convince him that she was sent from God to get him on the throne. <laughs> and, yeah. So she's on her way. To see I, just love, <laughs> I love this image of baby Charles. Um, <laughs> just, like, gonna go visit a baby. <laughs> this was around February of ni- or 1429. She goes in to meet Charles. Charles has a plan. Ooh. He wants to see, really, is she from God? I'm, he said, I'm going to hide in the crowd, wear like normal clothes. There'll be some dude wearing my clothes. And we'll see if she can spot me. Because if she's from God, she'll know who I am. So she Charles. walks in. Mm-hmm. She goes straight to the correct dude and says, you're the king. I will make sure you are crowned. What? So is this, yes. is this true? It's possible someone like was like, "Hey, just so you know, this is gonna happen." Like we don't know, but yeah. that's the story. Mm. That's you know, just for let's just believe in Joan. You know, maybe yeah. that was true. <laughs> Hashtag believe in Joan. <laughs> <laughs> so then she gets like they're trying to see if her story is true, and this involves her being examined by all these theologians. Okay. And so you know, she didn't go to school. She learned, you know, her mother taught her all her like prayers and et cetera. So it's the like these studied men who are in the church versus like a peasant girl. And she's answering these questions pretty well. And you can actually read the transcripts. There's a lot of docu- the documentation from her transcripts from her trial and et cetera. So basically they're examining her, blah, blah, blah. And they say, we don't really know if she's from God, but we'll just send her anyway. And if okay. it works then she's from God. And if she it fails, then we'll know she was from the devil. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's, that's clearly what you should do. Um, exactly. they, also, they also did a virginity check. I don't, I don't know how that worked. So she passed it, you know? Great. Right? Believe in Joan. <laughs> I guess also like if she wasn't a virgin, then like she couldn't possibly have been talking to God. No, because God only talks so. to virgins. <laughs> That's it. Exclusively. He's got a contract. (laughs) And this is like around the time that she started referring to herself as the maid. So the maid of 
of Orleans later on, Joan's maid, because she's a maiden. And she was sent off to Orleans to break the siege. She had thousands of soldiers with her. Now, did she actually fight? Do you know? Do you think she actually killed anybody? I don't think so, because I feel like that wouldn't go with her vibe. Like, she's... She's the maiden. She's the virgin warrior from God. So I feel like that wouldn't be on brand for her to actually kill people. Am I mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Yes. So she didn't actually kill anybody. You know, she wasn't out there fighting against the English with her sword. She did have a sword, but mm-hmm. she was there really to get them motivated. Like she was the rallying point. She was the so, hype man. Exactly. And she was really good at it. They loved her. Like she was such an inspiration for these French soldiers. So the Caesar Orleon had started the previous year in October of 1428. So she gets there around April 29th of the following year. And they need to get supplies in because the siege means that there's not, you know, no, not enough supplies inside the walls. And so she gets there. And magically, uh, manages, they manage to get the supplies across the river. The wind oh. changed. It works out perfect. It was like, right. God, like she said, and she made it now. But she did get injured. So <gasps> she had an, an arrow. Joan. It was like between her shoulder and her neck. So I think it's like right here. So like huh. this like collarbone area. Yeah. She's got a, a, an arrow whew, right here, like right oh, in no. where her, her armor was. Because she was wearing full armor, but it was yeah. like that joint, I guess. Oh, gosh. So they had to pull her off. They had to treat it. She was back in there in a few hours. And they got the supplies in. And she said, Look, let's keep going. We have to break the siege. Other people were like, wait, no, let's regroup. We got this far. And she said, no, let's go. And on May 8th, the English retreated. So <sighs> within about a week, they had retreated because Joan had broken the siege of Orleans. So this Joan. Is her. Yes. So Joan is at, in the town of Orleans. They do a celebration for her every year because she was so important during the siege. Yeah. So she became known as Joan, the maid of Orleans. Oh. Orleans. Yes. Orleans. <laughs> now, the French said, okay, she's from the gods. She's from God. They God sent her. English said, actually, the devil sent her because it, you know, didn't help the English. She had one more mission from her vision, which mm-hmm. was to see baby Charles crowned at Brems. It's like, it looks like green. Yeah. Brems. Yeah. I like it. Brem. Let's go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but that was inside the enemy territory. Mm. So they made their way into enemy territory, taking down towns. A lot of these towns ended up just like surrendering to her to their forces and they made it to Rem and Charles was crowned in July of 1429. So she Baby met Charles. him in February of uh-huh. that same year. And then by July, she saw him crowned. She completed her mission from God, the two different things, break the siege and see baby Charles crowned. She did what? Jeez. <laughs> and she was like about, 16. How old yeah, is she? She's not, she's about like eight at this point oh my god i'm almost 30 and she's accomplished more in a few months than i have in my entire life i know (laughs) so one year later in may of 1430 she was at the city of compiègne and this is when she was captured 
by the Burgundian. They pulled no. her off her horse and grabbed Rude. her. I know. So these are the, again, these are the French, the other French side. They captured her and they ended up offering her up to be sold. Mm. So the English actually purchased her for 10,000 livres, which... I know. So she was bought by the English. Now, could have Charles could have maybe raised that money for yeah. the reason he was crowned, but right? he did not. <gasps> you know, I, don't, I don't know his reasoning. Do you think he would help her? But no, he did not. Now, I should say this. Before she had gotten captured, Charles had asked her what he she wanted mm. for all this, her reward. And she mm-hmm. said, I want the city of Doremi to not pay taxes. So the people of her city did not pay taxes. And that continued until when do you think that ended? <gasps> I'm going to go like after World War II sometime. Ooh, actually it was um, at the French Revolution. What? Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Because they're like, yeah, this French king said this. Well, we're not, no, no more kings. So no yeah. more tax evasion. <laughs> Down with the bourgeoisie. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to put that in there because I think it's kind of cute. Like she was That's like, awesome. my, my town shouldn't pay taxes. And I said, okay, <laughs> Sure, no problem. Just this one tiny town <laughs> in all of France just doesn't pay taxes. I love that. <laughs> so back to, she was, had been sold to the English. Before this, she'd actually t- tried to escape. She said she heard that they were going to give her to the English and she tried to escape twice, once jumping out of the window and she got injured, oh. but she survived. Oh my God. And later on, they, they like, what, did you try to kill yourself? And she said, well, I was putting my life in God's hands. And she didn't, like, she didn't die. So, but yeah, she did try to escape twice and she was not treated well. So you think mm. of like Mary Queen of Scots, she was in prison, mm-hmm. imprisoned by Mary the first for like, oh gosh, 18 years, I think. Good she was like, she was kept in good stations because of her, she was a queen. Now Joan mm. was a peasant. Yeah. So she was t- in a secular prison. So had male prison guards and they had changed her to the wall. So she was, because <gasps> she was a flight risk. And she was given this like scraps of food, just treated very horribly. Mm. And you might think, okay, why wouldn't they just kill her right away? Well, yeah. they wanted to prove that she was a heretic, that what she had said wasn't true, that God didn't send her to defeat mm-hmm. the English. They wanted to say, oh, she was wrong and then kill her. So they put her on trial for heresy. And originally, how many charges do you think that they had on her? the number of charges they tried to pin on her at the beginning. Well, I guess if she had two goals, like maybe they got her for heresy and then the putting baby Charles on the throne and then doing the, the siege of, well, I forgot how to say that. Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Orleans. <laughs> Orleans. <laughs> so three, I'm going to go with three. So originally they tried to, or pin 70 charges on her. What? Seven zero. Why? Seven zero? Heresy, yes. Now, they only got 12 at the end. So, (laughs) yeah, they kind of failed a little bit. So this was from the church. So so is it ecclesiastic? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ecclesiastical uh, charges. And so she said, I should be held in a ecclesiastical prison. Mm-hmm. Where you would be guarded by, I believe, nuns. Oh, okay. Someone, uh, but she was held in like a state prison, a secular uh, prison. Got it. With male guards. So she was in danger this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would 
interrogate her for hours, <gasps> asking her questions all about her visions, all about like you know details about her visions, trying to trip her up. And at the beginning, they said, "Are you going to answer all of our questions?" And she said, "Well, I don't know what questions you're going to ask. If they're personal, I'm not going to answer them." Mm-hmm. So she, even though she was chained up all day, she had given you know didn't have any food barely. She was holding her feet pretty well against these like adult men who were interrogating her day after day like it was pretty impressive and you there's a lot of documentation about her trial and you can actually read it Uh, I have a book that I bought that you can read the transcript so it's very interesting and that's when she says she was about 19 years old that's how we Mm -hmm. kind of know her age and they kept coming back to her wearing pants that was a big Mm -hmm. thing that they could get her on because there is some line in Deuteronomy Mm -hmm. that says that Men can't wear women's clothes. Women can't wear men's clothes. Mm-hmm. Even though I think the Bible has like a, um, like an exception where if you are in danger, you can. But mm-hmm. I guess they don't care about that part. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. She, you know, she was like, "Why are you? Why did you wear men's clothes?" And she said, "I had to protect myself from the soldiers because she's a woman." And, and, and so they kept bringing that back. And at one point they were going to execute her. And she said, okay, I'll, I'll recant my vision. I'll say I, I took I take it back. And so she mm-hmm. recanted her vision because she had obviously was probably afraid of death. I would yeah. blame her. Uh, yeah. And be? so she, they made her wear you know, women's clothing and said, you can't wear, they, you know, no more men's clothes. Well, at one point she puts her pants back on. And mm-hmm. I've heard a few different stories about this. One that like the soldiers took her dress and said, okay, you can have nothing or you can have pants. You can have mm-hmm. men's clothing. She needed to protect herself from these guards, so she put on the male clothing, and that's yeah. okay, you're a heretic. It was kind of a trick. There's also some stories that she had been assaulted, and mm. that's to maybe she put on her pants because she had been assaulted and she, to, she needed to protect herself for any more assaults. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a combination of this, but mm-hmm. either way, she put on some pants and you know, she had been basically tortured. She didn't have any food, barely. She was chained to the wall. She was like interrogated day after day. She was exhausted. So no wonder she did that. So mm-hmm. they said, you're a, you're, you're a heretic again to the pyre. So in May of 1431, they executed her mm-hmm. by uh, on the stake. She burned at the stake. This was in the city of Rouen, um, which is like in the Normandy region. So if you're on the map, it's kind of like northwest, mm-hmm. near, on that way to England. And after she died, they threw her ashes in the river. So there would be no kind of like idol that they could, you know, mm, whatever was left over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no martyr thing that they could worship, not worship, but mm-hmm. revere. So they executed her and so she was about... 19 years old so this started when she was about she had her visions at 13 she left home around 17 she broke the siege of Orleans. she rallied the french troops she got the king to ram to be crowned but then spent about two years and then she was captured sold and executed yeah oh my gosh <sighs> see i know and she's a really interesting story because you know, she truly believed her visions and the people around her also very much believed her vision. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, in 15, sorry, 1455, she was retrialed, even though she's obviously already dead. Yeah. Her mother had, her mother had fought 
for her um, charges to be removed. Mm. And so they investigated the trial and the French church, I believe, mm-hmm. um, retrialed her and nullified the charges. Mm. So she, those charges were removed. And then mm-hmm. in the 19, early 1900s, that's when she was canonized, when she was made a saint. And like, um, I think it was around the year 1920, I believe. Mm. And so this is like one of the only saints that was executed by the, the uh, Catholic church. And then she was canonized <laughs> by the Catholic church. <laughs> that's some sort of weird cruel irony that makes me uncomfortable (laughs) i know it's like well we'll just forget that who who did that that wasn't us that was the english i guess so they never (laughs) but that is the story of joan is there any final thing that you want to say about Joan that you want to make sure that everybody understands or knows or anything? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I've noticed on my page when I've done videos on her that some people think that she fought when she was 13. Mm. So she had her vision at 13, but she mm-hmm. didn't go to, to war. She didn't actually yeah. fight, but yeah. she didn't go off to complete her visions until she was about 17. Okay. So I noticed that people like what I noticed that in my videos. Sometimes people mention that. I'm like, I don't think that's right. Anyway, she's known as so many names: Joan the Maid, the Maid of Orleans, La Pucelle, which means like the maid in French. Mm. Um, the English had some names for her that were not so nice. Oh no! Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> they thought she was the devil. You know, but yes. Um, yeah, but if you want to learn more about her, um listen to this, I guess, and then plenty other podcasts out there to round out your Joan knowledge. Yeah. And we will put links to that in the show notes. Oh, definitely. 100%. So, well, now, uh, if the people are craving some more Taylor from history, I mean, (laughs) history from Taylor, (laughs) where can they find you? So right now I only have a TikTok page. This is Mm -hmm. only about a year in the making. Yeah. I got into TikTok last year after I had to do this really big test for my PhD program. Yeah. And then I got into TikTok to take a break. And so I only have a TikTok page right now. Um, but my handle is Tay Dreams of Bees because I work with bees. Yeah. Um, so it's unrelated to my page. <laughs> and then my name on there is just Taylor Dreams. And if okay. you want to search like women's history, you can probably find my video the search Joan of Arc. You can probably find my videos. Um, I really like it when people leave comments to who they would like to see next. So if you have any ideas that I haven't covered yet, please, I have like a, like a pinned video that you're welcome to drop, drop names in because I really like my followers to tell me who to cover because it's made me learn more about women. So like awesome. they mentioned someone who I don't know as well and I go and do the research and talk about mm-hmm. it. So I really like when people put in there who they want me to cover next. The month of July, I've been trying to cover a lot of like first ladies and politicians. Mm -hmm. Next month, I think I'm going to do like artists and writers, kind of like the artistic people of of history. So if you have any ideas for that for the month of August, drop a name. And 
yeah, check my videos out if you want to. But um, thank you so much for having me. I was really excited to be on my first podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was so great. You are so informative. Again, you just make history so easy to digest and to learn about, even though it's really complicated. So thank you so thank much. You. I will put links to Taylor's Instagram in the show notes, and I will see you in the outro. Well, friend, that is it for our season three finale episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you again so much to Taylor for so beautifully telling the story of Joan. Hashtag believe in Joan. (laughs) We have so much more that we talked about in this episode. Lots of fun little side stories that just didn't fit in. So if you'd like the full version of this episode and all of our little conversation-y thingies, you can join Patreon and listen to that or watch the video version. What? I know. See my face while I talk? Bananas. There will be a link to Patreon in the show notes if you would like to check that out. So this is season three's final episode and I would like to thank you for sticking with me for this very very long season and the many long long breaks that I took during this season. It was a tough few months but thanks to you sitting down and talking to you friend about history gave me so much joy and motivation. We didn't quite make our rating and review goal, but that is okay. I cannot tell you how happy it makes me to sit down when I'm feeling down and just read all of your wonderful ratings and reviews. And it's so, ah, warms my little heart. And it's okay that we didn't make our goal. There's always next season and the season after that and the season after that, which reminds me, if you'd like to support the podcast and help me make season four, you can write a review, leave a rating, check out some sweet, sweet For the Love of History merch, donate to the Caffeine and Books Fund, or just send me a message letting me know what you thought about the episode, because I absolutely love reading those as well. And finally, our last reminders of the episode. I know there's a lot of reminders in this episode. It's the season finale, okay? This is the nature of the episode. (laughs) So the last reminders are, if you'd like to get in any final questions for the bonus birthday episode, you can have a head on over to Instagram and submit your questions there. There will also be topic polls for season four on Instagram. And finally, the birthday giveaway will be announced on Saturday, August 20th. And then that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so until next time, my delicious little donut, do something that makes you happy, drink your water, and I will see you next week. Okay, bye. Oh my God, I'm going to be 30 next week. (laughs) So crazy. Okay, no, seriously, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Why is there a metronome right now? Okay. (laughs) Okay.